that provides an exclusive backstage look of the makeup industry. Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. BTS friends, I missed y'all. Like, I really missed y'all. I know you've probably been wondering, where the heck is Brittany? So let me give you a little life update. So I went to LA for two weeks. Shout out to Omatic for holding the podcast down and getting two episodes out while I was gone. Can I just say LA was amazing. It was everything. The workflow is different. The food is different. And I just want to know... Um, at this point, is it too early for me to say that I work in L.A. now? Like, can I change my bio to D.C., N.Y. and L.A.? Is it too soon? Or should I wait till I go on a few more trips? Let me know because I'm going back in a few weeks and I'll be there for a few weeks. And now I just feel like I just want to drop the N.Y. out of my bio and I just want it to be D.C., L.A. Because L.A., LA is where it's at and that's where I want to be but listen so I came back from LA and life was like boom like hit me real fast in the face (sighs) collectively my significant other and I lost three people in the span of two weeks so a lot was going on I had to take a break but we're back and one more announcement we are approaching the season finale for this season of the podcast So after this episode, we have three more episodes left. We're going to go on a four-week break, and then we'll be back for season three. But let's dive into today's episode. So as you guys know, tax season is upon us. I know, I know, scary times, especially if you're not familiar with taxes as a freelancer. So if this season is usually a headache for you, you don't know where to start with your taxes or you don't know anything about business taxes at all, I got you covered. Today, I'm going to share a few things with you about business taxes that will hopefully make this season a little more relaxed and an easier time for you. Now, disclaimer, I am not a tax preparer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an SBA, which is a small business accountant. I am just a small business owner sharing my experience and the things that I've learned over the years with taxes. Now, keep in mind, guys, that the tax laws are different in each state. So be sure to check with a professional to make sure, be sure to check with a professional to find what works best for you in your city. So you guys know what I'm about to say. Grab your notebooks, grab your edges. Take some notes because I'm dropping gems. So the difference between regular taxes and freelance taxes is when you work a nine to five, you're getting a certain amount of taxes taken out of each check. But when you're a freelancer, you're getting tax free money. Therefore, you have to pay Uncle Sam what you owe him. The reason why you owe is because, like I was saying, when you're getting a biweekly check, like somebody who works a nine to five, the money 
comes out of their check every two weeks along with some fees like health insurance. And then they usually pay their taxes once a year. But when you're a freelancer, you're getting tax-free money. So you have to pay what you owe quarterly, meaning four times a year. So if that still sounds a little confusing, let me break it down a little more for you. If you make $3,000 a week, when you receive your check, you're not getting that full $3,000 because your taxes and other things like health insurance are getting taken out. But if I receive $3,000, I'm getting the full $3,000 minus the processing fees that come out from my booking system. Now, there are some instances where I may work a gig that may ask if I want taxes taken out, but that is extremely rare. So that is the difference between business taxes and freelance taxes. So next, let's get into when you need to pay your taxes. The IRS considers your business profitable the moment you make $1,000. So the moment your business hits $1,000, the IRS said you can start paying taxes. But before you can even begin to pay taxes and make money with your business, you need to make sure that your business is in good standing or you have a tax ID number. So a good standing business basically means a legal structure for your business. This is how you show that your brand is legit and it protects you in the event that you get sued. If you ever get sued, by the grace of God, you won't. Let me knock on some wood for you. Whoever is suing you, they won't come after you, but they're going to come after your business. So they can't come after your personal assets because you have a legal structure set in place to protect you. Now, the most common legal structures that you all might have heard of is LLC, a sole priorship, a corporation, and a partnership. An LLC is the most common business structure that you'll hear about in the beauty industry, But once you create an LLC, you have to pay taxes on it and you don't want to create a bill that your business can't afford. So before you get a legal structure, be sure to reach out to an SBA, a small business accountant, and talk to them about your business and not just where your business is in the moment, but where you project that your business will be in two to three years or maybe five to six years. You want to make sure that whatever structure you choose can withhold your brand as it grows. So your tax ID number is like the social security number for your brand. This is how the IRS identifies your business. You use this number anytime you're filling out like a W-9 or a 1099. And if you ever filled out one of these forms before, you'll notice that it will say tax ID or social security number. That is where you'll put your tax ID number. You can also use your tax ID number to establish business credit. And that's a whole nother podcast. So maybe (laughs) we'll do a segment on business credit one day because Maybe we'll get an SBA to come on here and tell us about like business credit and all that stuff because I am no professional and I don't want to mess that up. So maybe in a later episode, but let's stay on track. All right. So you got your business structure now. You have your tax ID number. You started your business and the first quarter of your of the year, you made $50,000 the first quarter, the first year of business. And now you're trying to figure out How much do I owe in taxes and how do I pay the IRS? So this is where having a good bookkeeping system or an SBA, a small business accountant, comes into place. 
A bookkeeping software will help you keep all of your business transactions in one place. Most softwares allow you to send and receive payments, track your business expenses and deductibles, your W-9s, 1099s, and your mileage all in one place on your software. Now, there are many softwares you can use. There's FreshBooks, Gusto, and Build.com, but I personally use QuickBooks. And what I like about QuickBooks is it has a feature that calculates your income, your expenses, and it will create an estimate of how much you owe in taxes quarterly. The system shows you the date when taxes are owed, which is the 15th of the beginning of each quarter, and you can pay your taxes straight from the app. Now, if you don't have a bookkeeping software, if a software just isn't your thing, you don't have time to do all of that, your small business accountant will manage your bookkeeping system for you and estimate your quarterly taxes as well as pay your taxes for you. Trust me when I say having a bookkeeping system is the best thing that could have ever happened for my business. It makes my life so much easier. I can organize my books all by myself and then hand them over to the accountant who does my taxes for me. And listen, before I had QuickBooks, I used to have like a binder with spreadsheets I made on my own to track on my income, expenses, tax records, and it was a mess. So do yourself a favor and just invest in a bookkeeping software. It will save you so much time and so much trouble. And like I said, when you go to pay your quarterly taxes, it will estimate it for you. Now I want to tell you guys something. Don't try and cheat the IRS, okay? Because trust me when I say, they will find out. Save yourself the trouble, report everything that you owe them. And what I mean by that is be honest about your income and report all the income and the tax forms that you're receiving. Also, I'm not sure if you guys know this, if you're using PayPal, QuickBook, or Square, these companies are required by law to report how much you made using their software to the IRS. And whenever you're doing freelance gigs, if the company has you sign a 1099, a W-9, a W-2, whatever type of tax form they have you sign, they are sending a copy to the IRS. So the IRS already knows how much you owe for real. They just want to see if you're going to be honest and tell them. Another reason why you don't want to cheat yourself when it comes to your taxes is because your taxes verify your income. If you're trying to get a house, an apartment, a new car, whatever it is, they need to see your tax stubs because freelancers don't have pay stubs like somebody working a nine to five would. Or if we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're trying to get unemployment, they are going to need your tax stubs. So if you're not reporting all your income or you're claiming so many expenses to the point where it makes it look like you have no money, that affects you in the long run because now you can't make the purchases that you need or if something happens to your business, you may not qualify for a loan or a grant. Speaking of expenses, let's get into that. Let's talk about what are business expenses. So according to the IRS, your business expenses are the cost of carrying your business or supporting your business. These expenses are deductible if the business operates to make a profit, meaning that IRS will remove the amount or percentage of the amount from your taxable income. So 
whatever you spent money on to keep your business running, they will remove that amount. Or like I said, a percentage of it from your taxable income. If you're in the beauty industry, your expenses would be your makeup, classes and education, equipment such as your lights, chairs, bag, fees for your website, your bookkeeping software, agency fees too. If you are signed to an agency and they take 10% out per check, you can write that off on your taxes. Also your travel, plane tickets, hotel, food, trips, uh, mileage used on your car, that too. Speaking of mileage, I don't know if I mentioned this when I was talking about QuickBooks, but QuickBooks has a feature that tracks your mileage. When you get in your car, it will automatically start and track where you're going from point A to point B. And at the end of the day, it will ask you, was this for business or personal? So quick thing on QuickBooks. All right, let's get back. (laughs) Another expense would be like service or employees. So if you have an assistant or let's say you pay a photographer for your brand shoot, that can also be written off on your taxes. So what I would say is check IRS to get a full list of your deductions because there are some things that you can't fully write off. Some things are split expenses. So like your clothes, you can only write off a percentage or your phone because they feel like, I mean, you're going to get a cell phone anyway, even if you didn't have a business. So unless you have a whole separate phone that you only use for business, you can't write it completely off. But like I said, check IRS. I also want to put this out there. Early on in my career, (laughs) I used to work at this salon and I remember hearing all the ladies talk about their taxes and they were so happy for tax time because they never owed. And the reason why they never owed is because they would write off so many expenses to the point that they would break even, meaning they didn't owe anything or their account would be like in the negative, meaning that the IRS will be paying them something back for the loss that they took with their business because they didn't earn a profit. Now, remember what I said about in the long run, that doesn't look good if you're trying to get a house or move into an apartment because it shows that you actually don't have the money to pay your mortgage or your rent. And that actually happened to me. So the first maybe two years of my business, every year I was receiving money. And I remember taking a tax class and the accountant was saying, if you're receiving money as a business owner at during tax season, there's something wrong with your business or there's something wrong with the person that you're getting your taxes done by because you should never be getting anything back. That means that you didn't make any money or you broke even. So now I changed my mindset around tax season and just say like, girl, you made some money. If you got to pay a little, you made some money. I will say going back to paying taxes, it is better to overpay. So let's say you got the estimate a little wrong of how much you you owe. It's better to overpay than to underpay. If you overpay, they're going to send you a check back with how much they owe you. If you underpay, they're going to send a certified letter to your home telling you how much you have to pay. And they're going to want their money in 30 days. Listen, that has happened to me before too. There was a time that I misplaced a tax form 
And I just tried to put an estimate of how much that I thought the number was on that form. And I was wrong. And they sent me a bill back like, no, sis, that was not the correct number. Now, by the grace of God, it wasn't a super big bill. I mean, it was a bill. (laughs) It was definitely a bill, but it wasn't a big bill. And luckily, I had the money set aside to make sure that I could cover it. So let's talk about money. Lastly, before we close this podcast out, when you're spending money on your business, you should always have a business bank account dedicated to just your brand. This makes everything so easier for you when it comes to doing your taxes, because if you need to go back and uh, print a report from your account or print your expenses, you're not searching through a million accounts trying to figure out if this transaction was business or personal. If you're using one account, you know that everything is in one place. Also, if you ever get audited by the IRS, by the grace of God, you won't because nobody at BTS with Brett, if you're a listener, I'm claiming that you won't get audited. The IRS will fine you. I'm not sure how much they're going to fine you, but they will fine you for using your personal bank account as your business account. I personally use Lily Banking. If you're a longtime friend to the podcast, I'm sure you heard me talk about Lily Banking several times. I think I even mentioned it on live before, and I think I got it posted on the page. Okay, so Lily Banking, it's a no-fee, mobile-only checking account created for freelancers. There's no monthly fees like traditional banks, business bank accounts would charge you. Um, If you're using the account for direct deposit, you get your money two days earlier. They do give you a debit card. You can transfer money from other accounts, and you can withdraw money from, I believe, 7-Eleven with no fees. The app actually has a map that shows you, like, the nearest ATM But two of my favorite features are, first, the tax bucket. So just like if you had a nine to five, you know how I was saying you get some taxes taken out your check. If you get your invoices direct deposited to Lily, it will take a percentage out of your check. You can set the percentage and it will put it in a separate account called your tax bucket. This is the money that you will use to pay your quarterly taxes. And it also has an expense tracker. So anytime you purchase something using your Lily debit card, it will ask you if this was a business expense and what category it belongs to, like travel, food, or business services. And you can also link your bank account, your Lily bank account to QuickBooks, which is even cooler because then QuickBooks will do another report on top of what Lily does. So it's like you have two great systems colliding together to make sure that all your tax stuff is together. But guess what? If you are interested in Lily, I have a link for you. If you click the link that is in the show notes and sign up, you will receive $50 after spending your first $250 on any purchase. Now you can find the link in the show notes or you can get the link from the BTS with Brett Instagram page it will be in the bio or you can DM me directly at underscore Brittany Rogers and I will send you the link that is all I have today when it comes to taxes I hope this helped and blessed you and made this time a little more easier for you because trust me I understand your girl used to be terrified of tax season I was hiding I was running it was just a mess but 
I had to just stand up and face it. And now tax season is so great for me. I love it. I feel like such a big girl paying my quarterly taxes. Like I was saying earlier, I just changed my mindset. And instead of being upset that I'm not getting this big refund like how everybody else does, I just look at it like, you know what? I'm doing something that not a lot of people would be willing to do. And this just shows that I'm doing the work. I'm doing the real work. I'm I'm out here grinding. So in order to be different, you got to do some different things sometime. But anyway, let's move on to last looks. Speaking of last looks, I know this is off topic, but I asked so Maddie to put like some cool sound effects for last looks. Maybe we'll get it next season. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just trying to think of what we should put like right there at last look, like something cool. So if you guys think of something, let me know. If you are new here and you're like, girl, what is last looks? Last looks is the section of the podcast where you, the listener, can send in some questions and I will answer them for you. Or if we have a guest, the guest gives their advice, or I usually give you some advice about something crazy that just happened in my business life, and I just want to share with you so you can do better and not be raggedy like me. But today's question comes from one of our listeners, and she writes, Hey, Brittany, I remember in past episodes you spoke about having health insurance and regular benefits, although you're a freelancer. I'm currently working a nine-to-five in the good government, Well, I wouldn't call it good, and I plan on leaving next year to pursue my own business. I'm confident that next year is the perfect time for me to step out and take a chance on myself. However, I have a child, and we both still need health insurance. I thought about adding my child to a family member's insurance plan, but I'm not too comfortable with that. I've also heard about D.C.'s government insurance, but that doesn't seem like a great option either, seeing as though they don't cover much. Could you give me advice on how you went about getting your health insurance? Thanks, Queen. All right, girl, thank you for sending in that question. I am going to try to answer this to the best of my abilities because if I'm being completely transparent, insurance is one of those things like taxes that just annoys the heck out of me. It's a tricky thing at times, but I will help you to the best of my abilities. Disclaimer, though, I am no insurance expert, but I'm going to try my best to give you advice on what it's been like for me now this may not work for you this option the first option I'm going to give you but this may work for somebody who's listening there is a thing called small term insurance which is basically three month coverage I believe the price is a little bit higher but this is best if you're just trying to test the self-employed waters and see if you like it I think you can pay it up to like six months And if you feel like, you know what, nah, this ain't for me, I'm going back to work, which is okay, because I've done that before too. Um, This will help you just have insurance in between time. For our listener who sent in the question, although you said you don't want to get on the government health insurance plan, I would say before you turn that option down to take a look at the plans that are available to see if you qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, see if you qualify for a low premium plan or no premium. You just have to take the time and search to find a good one. 
And nine times out of 10, since you have a child, you are qualified for a better plan. Now, I do know a few freelancers who have signed up for Obamacare and they haven't had any problems with it. I actually know two freelancers who had Obamacare. Both of them had major surgeries and walked away with no medical bills. I'm not sure how it works now, but again, this may not work for you, person who sent in the email, but for somebody that's listening, this may work. I will say check the website, call and see what plan is best for you. Now, lastly, you can have private insurance. When you have a private plan, you can get a plan that has a high deductible and a low monthly premium. Now, this will help you save on your monthly overhead. You just have to make sure that you have the money set aside in the event that there's an emergency and you need to pay the deductible. This plan is best for somebody who does just like the main checkups. You're fairly healthy. But if you have pre-existing health conditions or you just are one of those people who like to go to the doctor often, you can get a plan that has a little higher monthly premium and a lower deductible. I personally, when it comes to my health insurance plan, I have a private health insurance plan. I don't like paying monthly, so I pay quarterly. But now is the perfect time for you guys to look into applying for coverage if you need it most insurances aren't requiring you to wait until open enrollment because of the pandemic i just changed my dental and my health insurance and they have some pretty good rates and whatever option you go with just remember that if you're paying out of pocket for your insurance it is a tax write-off one thing that i don't really cut corners on is my insurance because you never know when you know, you may need it. But in the beginning, when I did start freelancing, at one point, I did have Obamacare for a short period of time, because like the person who emailed, I mean, you weren't able to get much. So for me, it was just better to pay for private insurance. So like I said, I pay quarterly, and I just write it off on my taxes. But again, I would suggest that you all explore these options, do some research, call around to different companies and find a plan that works best for you. All right, guys, so I hope that made sense for you. I was trying to make it make sense. I hope the mathing was mathing. Um, like I said, insurance is just one of those things that just like makes my brain fog up, but I try my best, so I hope it sounds good. <laughs> Not sound good. I hope it made sense. Now, if you want to know how you can send in a question for last looks, you can send me a message at BTS with Brett on Instagram, or you can DM me on my personal makeup page, which is underscore at Brittany Rogers. Now, guys, we have come to the end of the podcast, and I just thank you so much for tuning in. As always, the podcast will be nothing without you all. If this is your first time here, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And until next time, guys, be sure to hug your loved ones, wear your mask, sanitize your makeup kit, wash your brushes, all of those good things. Be safe out here in the streets. And I will talk to you next week. Woo, that rhymed. Bars. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.